you know, every six months or so, we have our missions weekend. And if you'll think back earlier this year when we had our last missions weekend, we took up an offering for a missionary because they had recently had purchased a boat that needed some repair work. Now, God, through you, blessed Wilson and Lori because we were able to take up an offering um, between the, in the missions giving and the offering. We ended up coming up with an offering of $16,000. 16000 So, yes, that is something to get excited about. You know, it, it was so neat going into that weekend because on the missions team, we were praying, Lord, help us to provide for them $16,000. Help us to provide somehow 16000 And here's what happened when we did our missions weekend. If you'll remember that weekend, Pastor John shared, we didn't, we didn't pay for a missionary to fly in, so we didn't have their hotel expenses and the flight and things like that. So what we did is we took the offering and then we took the normally what we would have spent for the missions weekend. And when we added it all up, guess how much it was? It was $16,000. Isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? That is so wonderful on how God provides through his wonderful people. And now uh, Wilson and Lori, they're going to be sharing about what's going on in their ministry and what's going on in the, in the, in Brazil and the Amazon. And I'm not going to steal any of their thunder. I'm going to bring Lori up. When she's done speaking, Wilson's going to come up, and then he's going to share a word. So let's give a wonderful Riverside welcome to, to Lori as she takes her. Thank you so much. We're just so excited to be here with you all. It was a huge surprise to us, too, to get this special invitation to come and share and just be a part of fellowshipping with you. It's been a tremendous privilege for us to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ together with all of you. And also, we feel you're rep- we're your representatives there in Brazil to share with the Unreached People's Group in Brazil about Christ. But you have come along with us, and that's been so wonderful. Wilson and I are missionaries with Asas de Socorro, a Brazilian mission called Wings of Help. And we also minister together with the Assembly of God Church in Brazil. God tells us in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. He also said, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who who bring the good news. Why did God make mention of our feet? I've often wondered. Our feet is what actually enables us to go. It's an action. We have to literally take the first step for God to lead and direct us. In response to God's calling, Wilson and I were commissioned and sent 30 years ago as well to go to the Amazon. We've spent 20 of those years in Manaus reaching out to river villages and Indian tribes with the gospel. But even full-time missionaries, even we get stuck in our comfort zone. We kind of forget that we're supposed to go and preach the gospel to all creation. Paul urged Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct. Rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Manaus became our comfort zone. God really likes to shake us up, and about two years ago, we ended up packing all our belongings and moving to a little river village uh, called Benjamin Constant in the Javadi River Valley. 
And there, the needs are enormous. God enabled Wilson and I to be able to disciple, give leadership training, uh, teacher training courses and workshops. He also allowed Wilson to uh, have flights of mercy, helping the sick and being able to reach more the interior in some places which are actually closed, and receive mission teams. We're only scratching the surface. In his book, On Being a Missionary, Thomas Hale quotes Lausanne II saying this, uh, that in order to reach the world for Christ, it's going to take the whole church taking the whole gospel to the whole world. We couldn't do it without you. What have you done down there? How have you made a difference? And more, what more can you do? Most of the people down there really don't have the resources or means to have Bibles. Many of them are literate, but those who can read, most of them don't have glasses and they have problems being able to read the Word of God. There are so many river villages that do not have any existing church. And those who have evangelical churches, they have no resources, no materials like curriculum, visuals to work with children, to teach adults. In our area, including our own river town, we don't have pure water. The Amazon has one-fifth of all the world's drinking water, but we can't drink it. Through your partnership and your help, you can help us to encourage the pastors and church leaders. You can help us to build churches down there, work with the community. You can also help provide Bibles and talking Bibles. We have a Bible called The Messenger. It's about the size of a cell phone, and we are able to get it in Portuguese and Spanish and Indian dialects. And you can also help us to dig wells and install water filters. We're just so grateful and overwhelmed that you've been a part of these ministries with us for 13 years now. You've already seen and experienced some of these needs firsthand. Through your obedience and partnership, you have actually left a living legacy of God's love and redemption, and that there's no price to that. There's a couple in our church called Amarildo and Elina. They're really special. Amarildo is a man of God, and he's training to be a church leader. And Elina, she's a school teacher in a little community, a rural community about 10 miles out from Benjamin. Alina loves to go into church every week. Out there in Grajadi, there is no church, and the children are always asking her, what is church? What's it like? Sometimes when it rains, the little dirt road is impassable. It's just impossible to go back and forth. But Alina, she's persistent. She comes in every week whether it rains or not, and sometimes she has to walk through mud. And literally, it takes her minimum three hours to get there one way. It's not easy. The kids in her class also see her passion and love for the Lord. And it's just, they can't wait. They, they're asking, can we have a church out here? Amaurilda and Alina really do have a deep desire to reach these people for Christ and start a church. So about a month ago, Wilson and some men from our church gathered together, and they had some resources. They started buying up wood and bricks, trying to prepare a truckload of material, construction material, to take in. This is not the first time we've tried to construct that church. We've tried for a year and a half already. And for about a month, every time they scheduled the trip to go in, it rained, even during dry season. It was really difficult. And after about five weeks, they were finally able to load up the truck and head for Grajari. It's not that far. They only got halfway and it started pouring. And they had to unload the entire truck, leave it in a house alongside the road. And Wilson ended up walking all the way home in the pouring rain. He came home just caked with mud and muck, his shoes, his pants. We just can't 
wait to be working with them. And I want to let you know we're real excited because that church has already started to be built. They're still having trouble with the rains, but they're almost done. They got the roof up, and we just really praise God for that. Reaching the interior of Brazil, the Amazon for Christ, isn't easy. Going anywhere isn't easy. And God never said it would be, but he commanded us to go. There are hundreds of river villages and Indian tribes along the Javadi River Valley. Uh, Some of them are from Benjamin Constant to Tocantins, Brazil in one direction, and also to Iquitos, Peru in the other. The Amazon, this area, this region, is about four times the state of Illinois, and it covers uh, Peru. It's the largest unreached people's group in Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. How will these people hear the word of God without a preacher? And who will go? We really need help. But how do you even go if you don't have roads? The only way to reach these people is helicopter, plane, or boat. And the church, God provided the church in Manaus that gave us a plane. And um, as soon as we got to Benjamin, he provided the boat. And we just are so thankful for all of you because through your donations, your love gifts, we were able to paint it. We were able to remodel, make major repairs. And now it's ready for mission teams, evangelistic trips, and church outreach in 2015. Wilson and I want to really thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your love and support for us and the ministries down there. Um, We also want to thank you especially for giving us the means where we can actually reach these people for Christ. But our deepest prayer, our deepest desire, is that you would continue to go with us and reach these people for Christ. Thank you so much. For me, it's emotional to come and see the opportunities that you have to worship Especially this leader that was worshiping today reminds me a leader from Brazil. But then so many places, they, they don't have this. You know, it's a joy to be part of this. A joy to be representing you there. And it's a joy to be here. When uh, they told us, okay, we are inviting you guys to come here and speak. Right away we said yes, because it was more than a year, almost two years without seeing our kids that live up here. And uh, I want to tell you that it's a joy to serve the Lord there. And I, for myself, I have some verses that drives me. And uh, I want to share this with you, that God may really change your life for what really is meaningful. And uh, this is in First Thessalonians uh, 5, verse 16 until 24. It says like that. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt test everything hold on to the good avoid every kind of evil may God himself the God of peace sanctify you through and throughout may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless 
at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And for me, what I want to share with you is that the king is coming. And I have three points in my life that I always use if the king is coming and he adapted us as his son and daughter, then we are prince and princess. To be prince and princess, we can do all things according to his will. And nothing is impossible when he really works through us and in us. And uh, I grew up in a small town in South Brazil. And this town was just muddy town. There was no paved uh, uh, streets. We didn't have any airports close by. And then when I was around 8, 12 years old, 11, 12 years old, I told my dad, Dad, I want to be a pilot. And I can just see, he never said that, but I can see it today looking back. This guy is crazy. I think he's going to change his mind. But as the time moved on, you know, I started to do my training and came an offering to me for 50 hours of flying. And when then finished, you know, just a few years later, the guy that donated that money that I didn't know who it was, died. Then came a missionary and said, look, today died the person that donated 50,000 reais, that time almost $50,000 for all your training. And God later on sent us to Manaus. And right before we got to Manaus, one month before, the pastor called us and said, Wilson, I have a bad news for you. What is it? The plane crashed and we don't have any plane, but we need your help. Because the pilot's wife died and they are sick or ill or broken in a hospital. And we need your help to go there and pick it up the pieces and put it all together. And I, I told him, yes, I go, no problem. But before he hang up, he said, what are you going to do now? And I told him, God called us to Manaus with plane or without a plane. And he told, okay, that's what I wanted to hear. We got in Manaus, was no plane there for almost eight months. But it was good because we were able to be acquainted because we had uh, worked in Bolivia. It was a dirt floor house in the, in the beginning. And one of the things that Laurie said, I would love to have a tile house. And when they showed us the house was all broken, the roof and all that. And they showed us, we opened up the door, was a tile house. I thought, that's it. Why you wanted this house? Nobody wants it. Yeah, we wanted it. And it took us almost six months to fix it and all that. And the kids started to play with when it was raining because it was all slippery in the house. But we have a joyful time. Eight months later came the plane and we started all the work in that area. Later on, we started to build up the hangar that you guys helped us out. And later on came a donation from a man that was a director of a city bank in Argentina. And he came to us and said, what do you really need it? And we said, we need a bigger plane. Because the distance here is so big. 
You know that sometimes I fly more than four hours just going up one river and then four hours coming down another river. And it takes too long for me to take all the leaders up there and do all the Bible study and do what we need to do and uh, then come back again. And then he said, I'm going to pray. And uh, a week later they came back and said, yes, we are going to donate that plane. And you know, it was more than $2 million. That was 14 years ago. And I came up to the States and picked it up. The brand new plane. Smelling new. You know, <laughs> taking out that and it's, wow. You know, I'm doing this without having anything. One of the things that I want to tell you, this first point. You know, that being the son of the daughter of the king. You know, you can do everything according to his will. We limit God too much in our life. He wants to surprise us every day, every day, because he is God. But we get so used and we get so stuck with small things that we can tell years ago it happened to us. But what about the today? What about the today? And it's today that God wants to surprise us. He wants to make a difference. And if we wait to go and do something only when everything is good, then we never do. If we had wait to go to Manaus only when we would have the plane, we never would have the plane. If I had wait and we had wait, you know, to see things happening, it would be the same. And then later on, they, we were preparing New pilots to go to a new area that was right the border of Brazil, Colombia, and Peru. It's the most unreached area. It's the size of the area. It's more than the size of the state of Illinois. All river communities and Indian communities. No roads at all, just jungle. And we were preparing a new couple. And right when they were done, the mission told them, look, we need you in a different place. And we thought, wow, and now what are we going to do? And God started to work in us really hard and said, it's you, Daddy Iwana. We went to the mission board and told them that that was the desire for our hearts. And some people came and said, but you are getting too old. Why you don't work in your retirement? You know? And uh, I thought, oh, you are seeing something different than I see every day. <laughs> but then a pastor said... Look, Wilson, I would love you to stay because we are buying a fast plane that we as a leader, we can move all around the state and even around the country without our speaking. And I told him, Pastor, so many people can fly this fast plane. It's so easy to fly a fast plane because it's all electronic, computerized, and it's so easy. I love is the river communities. I love the Indian communities. I don't have any problem to eat anything. You know, you just, they cook a turtle there, everybody with their hands in there. I pick it up, the meat, and just eat it. And it's okay for me. And I need to be there. And he started to cry. He is our main leader in the Assembly of God in Brazil. And he said, I was praying so many years for somebody to take this area and go and take our plane too. A year and 10 months ago, we picked it up the plane, lowered myself and put everything that we could in a small plane and drove up, uh, fl flew up there. Four hours, 30 minutes, one direction, 
we got there was 24 of December. Nobody knew us. We didn't have even place to eat because it was, everything was closed. It was Christmas night. And we got there and stayed in a small little hotel, if you can call that a hotel. And God gave us a house we were fixing and cleaning. And today, that house is one of the best houses in the town. It's so huge that people come to us and say, Wow, you have such a big house only for two of you. And I always tell them, yeah, we like to play hide and seek. Yeah? <laughs> but you use that. All the times we have missionaries over and that's the place that they stay. We have uh, uh, teacher training that Lori does. We have all that in that house. And God is giving that house. It's an exact house that needs to be there. You just, you know, that's to be used. If we would be a small one, it would be okay too. We didn't have a request for God this time. It would be tiles or not. Just God, that's a place. Because the most simple place or the most rustic place, the most difficult place in the center of God's will is the best place to be. You know, If you are in a mansion, in an easy place, but it's a wrong place to be out of God's will, it's the worst place to be. The second point that I have always and now my mind and my life and our life with Lori, you know, it's that we are, we are pilgrims. So many times we build up our throne and think that we have it all. But I see more and more in this country than our country that you work so much and you have so much possession that when you get older... You know, you spend just in one day $8,000 in a hospital or somebody that takes care of you. And then, you know, all the money that you put it on, everything, it's gone. Because we are sometimes, you know, and yes, we need to plan for the future. But so many times, you know, we lose the point that we are pilgrims in this earth. That God wants us to make a difference. Everything that we do. If you are a worker, you do better. And you hope you can get a raise. Not only for you to be able to pay your house. But to be able to be more involved in eternal things. Be able to offer more. Be able to tithe more. To be able to be involved more and more things. If you have a company, yes, I want to develop. To do it more. And I always pray God never gave me too much that I'm going to forsake you. But never gave me too, too little that I'm going uh, to beg. And God, praise God. Now when we are older, He's giving us too mu so much. And we are able just to help. You know, just in a year, uh, a year and a half there, we are able to, uh, with you guys and other churches, build up three churches, build up more than 200 uh, wells, you know, you go there with your hands, you build up wells for them to have purified waters. You know, the boat that's being almost done when you go back, when we, we can finish. It's not like here that you just go there and buy the boards and be done. No, it's a special wood that doesn't get rotten in the water. But only sometimes you can get that wood because the river goes up 45 feet. And it's, when it's flooded, you can cut the wood and you can bring it in. But when it's dry, you know, it's too far in and you can bring it out because it's too heavy. We don't have a way of machines to bring it out. But living, you know, our life, you know, as pilgrim, you start to, to have different kinds of value, value. You know, you start to work different 
Because you know that it's not for this earth that we are here for. We are for the eternity. That we are forward. Uh, to, we need to move forward. And for example, you know, for us, it's so difficult sometimes. Yes, being there and spending our time there. Uh, having persecutions. People blaming and us that we are changing the culture. You know, and then we come there just because we are pastors. We are changing the cultures. And then just the other day, you know, the federal police called me and said, Look, it, we have a, 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 somebody that filed a, what is it? a complaint against you. And that's why we are calling you in here. It was two hours just questioning why they're doing that. These people don't know even Portuguese. Why you are in there changing the culture? And I tell this police and say, Look, it, you are a young guy. I'm almost 60. I'm working 34 years with these people around the whole Brazil. You are telling me that I'm changing the culture? If you go in there and you take the TV out and you take the satellite dish out of that village, then I'm going to start to think that I'm, I'm changing the culture. But you let everything happen. But I'm blamed that I'm changing the culture. I don't know even the language. I'm there just to help. I'm there just to be there and show that we love them, that they are people like us. And I told him, look, it, after I almost spoke two hours with him, I thought, if I need, you know, to go in there and you, because they wanted me to have a permission to go in that place. And I thought, look, it, if you are sick in that place and I know that you're sick, I'm going to go there and pick you up. Doesn't matter if I have a permission or not. If it's an Indian, it's sick, I'm going to go there and do the same. Even if I need to see the sun rise square. That means that you're in jail. And he looked to me. And I, he told me, look, I'm going to take the complaint away. But you be careful. It's not, I am most careful. Always careful. Because people is more important than anything else. Being away from home sometimes is difficult. You know, when we were, when I went to the mission field with Laura in the beginning, it would take more than four months for the letter to come in from my parents and her parents. It was so difficult. But we were close by because we would read and we would feel what was going on. And we were so close even just by letters. Now sometimes we have a possibility to have internet. Sometimes we don't have it. But it's so good to be able to put it up Skype. And sometimes we are able to talk to our kids and pray with them. And be even being so far away, but we are so close. And it's so joyful because God took care of them. It takes care of them better than we do. It was hard to let, let them come. They never started in Portuguese, uh, in English. Any English class was always in Brazilian school, Portuguese. And they all decided to come to the States. And they went to College of Ozark. In the first six months, it was hard for them to switch it over. But later on, they got the, one of the best grades. You know, we have the, the history of the, my son is one of the youngest Hilton vice director of Hilton in Minneapolis. He is only 28 years old. My daughter that lives here in, 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 in Peoria, you know, she is almost in the history of, of the OSF. One of the youngest uh, nurse being a teacher in uh, neuro ICU. We have our, the, the other daughter that is now, uh, she is a nurse too. And she just went down to Philadelphia because they filed uh, uh, 
a request to be missionaries in a mission called the Pioneers. And they went down there, and uh, they, are, they are just flying up, up to where they live today. And they, I asked them, how many people go to South America? They, they told us, two couple. And how many people are there? It's all more than 37 people. And where do they go? They are going to go out to Muslim countries. Can you imagine to be a parent of a missionary like that? If you are a pilgrim, it doesn't matter if you die today. It doesn't matter if you die tomorrow. What matters is that you are serving the Lord. And the Lord is going to take care of us better than anybody else. If we go up to 60, 80, that's okay. According to the eternity, it's just a glimpse of our life here to go to heaven. What really is the, if, if it's the point is that we serve the Lord. And the, the third point that I take out of this for my life, it, it's live today, it would be the last day of your life. And if you need to change the way that you live today, if you knew that you would die today or God would come, then it's something wrong. Because we need to live today and tomorrow and after tomorrow and how many days God is giving us. Always, God, I'm ready if you come. God, I'm ready if I go. Always. And that really makes you depend on the Lord and God is going to surprise you with so many things. One man that came out of here, he said, look at I got healed. Saved here two years ago and I got healed and here. Something that I never thought it would happen. I don't know even if the church knows about that. But two weeks ago he got healed in this place and it was a tremendous healing. God wants to move through us all the time. All the time. And you know, we need to prepare people. I tell Lori, Lori, why were you here for? We are here to make disciples. Let's teach these people. Teach them more as possible. Multiply them. Because if we leave that, this place, dead or alive, and the ministry falls in pieces, then we didn't do a good job. Disciples, it's teaching other ones to do better than we can do. That they continue the work. And that God be glorified. Because people died to bring the gospel to us. In South Brazil years ago. And now it's our time to take the gospel ahead. And if we need to die, it's okay too. I was uh, sad in one way. You know, we are teaching all these this leaders to, to, to start work. And then one of, one of these leaders was an interior. I just uh, met him two months ago. And he was with a canoe and his wife right in the midday. Sunny like crazy. This guy that was playing here, he would probably melt in that sun because he was sweating this nice, cool weather here. Huh? But he was there in the midday, you know, with a net, and he puts the net with his wife and let the current take it down. And then the fish, when a fish hits the net, if they feel that it's a big fish, then right away they need to pick it up the net because if not, uh, uh, the piranha or a different kind of uh, fish eats the, the fish. And they were there fishing, fishing, and they have all that uh, in a cooler. And they said, look, we are fishing because then we are having money to be able to buy a few things for us to eat, but also to buy some gasoline to put in our outside motor to be able to reach more people. And 
I'm sad, you know, in one way because seeing they're bright in that sun. But it, I look to them and they are radiant, happy because they are serving the Lord. So happy because they are able to go out and preach the gospel. We went to almost two weeks before we came up here. We went to another place and built up a, a well. When we were building up, uh, digging a well, then came a person and said, Look, it, we would like you to come and, and pray in the house. Because it's one lady, it's six years really uh, sick. And we want you guys to pray. There was a small lady like this, lying in a hammock. With one baby, not even eight months old, and another one almost two years old. And I was looking to that lady, and that village, women's, women's almost doesn't mean anything. It's almost like the dog. And I thought, how can a man sleep with a lady or intercourse with a lady so sick like that? Almost wants you to punch him, you know, in the face. And she stand up, she was like crooked like this, and she opened up. Put it up her skirt, and she was a hole and was using. And she said, "I have this for six years, and nobody knows what it is." We prayed with them, we talked to her, talked about Jesus. We didn't know if she would die right away or not. And she told, "I wanted this Jesus too." And we prayed with her again in that village, and we asked her, "Can you please come to our town in a week?" Because then we can see a doctor. And she came. We took her to the doctor. And the doctor looked. And she's, right away he said, that's tuberculosis in the spine. Because tuberculosis can be all, any, any place in your body. And right away he gave the medication. And one week later she started to be completely different. You know? Now she stayed six She has still more six months to go minimum with medication. But praise God for that. You know the difference that we can do. The difference that God wants to do through us. You know we are daughter and son of the king. You are prince and princess. We are pilgrim in this earth. When he tells that he's going to come. It's because he's going to come. Don't let the fire of the Holy Spirit die down like this verse is telling you. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit surprise you every day. Because God is so good. Don't be complaining about tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to go to work again. Say, God, tomorrow I'm going to go back to my mission field. Until you change me of this position, that's my mission field. Oh God, thank you so much. Sometimes if you are sick, I always praise God. Praise God that we have sicknesses. If we wouldn't have sicknesses in this earth, we would be so stiff-nosed that we, we would, would be terrible to have. It's the way that God puts us down on our knees and depend on Him and say, yes, God, yes, Lord. And also, live today. It would be the last day of your life. And one day, that day is going to come. But we don't know. When it's going to come. Then let him be mighty in us. Let him be joyful in us. Let him be completely everything that he wants to be in us. And then you start to make a difference. So many people here. God wants to make a difference in your life. And through you, many, many people are going to be able to see you shining. You glowing for Christ. That God be glorified. Thank you so much for being part of us. We couldn't do that alone.
We build up these churches. The boat is being fixed. All that. But that's just thing. We need its people. We need your heart. We need your prayers. We need you guys being with us. Thank you for being faithful. I have supporters for 34 years that it takes the bike and travels 20 kilometers, 15 miles every month to donate $10 to us. And we just pray, God, for the faithfulness and tell God, help us to spend the money money wisely for your honor and glory. Sometimes it's difficult even to go to a hotel because they're never going to go to a hotel. Sometimes it's difficult even to eat in a, in a fancy restaurant because they're never going to go there. Let God be glorified more and more in the whole church until he comes. Amen? God bless you. Amen. Isn't that all just incredible? Isn't it humbling just to hear the stories and know what happens day after day? It's just incredible. It's just incredible. Well, you know, out in the church lobby on the way out, um, there's actually a couple tables that are set up. And there are prayer cards available that have their email address, have their website address, has their picture. And you can become a part of their prayer team and and sign up to be a part of their newsletter that goes out. Um, So I encourage you to do that. And then also, in 2015, uh, we're taking two trips to Brazil. And one of those trips is to go and be with Wilson and Lori. And the picture of the boat that they showed earlier, uh, that that, that t- the team that goes down will get to go on that boat to go into the interior and uh, just in, and be able to minister. And so there's only a few spots left on that particular trip. The other trip is to Manaus. Uh, there's a few more spots still on that one as well. So when, when we dismiss here in just a few more minutes, when you go out to the lobby, make sure you stop at the table. There's a couple books there, of photo albums, and you can take a look at all the pictures and then we're also going to have Wilson and Lori there, so you can talk to them in person. You can get their prayer card and talk with them. So make sure that you go to the table and sign up and go to Brazil. It's going to change your life. 